Sales is not for the faint of heart. So how do you convince anyone to buy what you're offering? Plus, what is the trajectory of a gun salesperson? Also, in this episode, we talk about the latest digital marketing news. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Buzz, episode 118. My name is Moby Sadiq and I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Cow. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you, Moby. How are you going? Very well, very well. So before we get our special guest today and our colleague, Junega Hardwick, uh, obviously, let's start with the news, right? What's making news in digital marketing? Uh, what do you got for us today? What's the first thing? Our first story, Googlebot will crawl and index the first 50 megabytes of content per page. So Google's updated their um, help document on about Googlebot. And apparently now they're just going to scrape or, you know, um, run... Or, you know, crawl up. Index, yeah. Yeah, index. The um, first 15 megabytes of a page. So, basically, from what I interpreted it, like, um, it's going to start doing the first 15 megabytes, which means our web pages might have to be a bit lighter, Moby. This is really interesting because Google's essentially saying that the bot that scrapes and crawls your site is only going to measure 15 megabytes of your site. Now, sometimes, often, we'll find on websites two megabyte images. Mm. That's like 10% of everything you're going to scrape. So, if, you're, if you run a business or you're a marketing person and, you know, you know already, you've probably heard websites have to be fast and they mm. have to load quickly and slow images. This is even more reason, you know, don't take Google's bandwidth of scraping your site by having big images. So, I think it's an important note for sure. Yeah, and also the article said um, to ensure Google ranks your page properly, make sure the Google box can crawl and index that part within the first 15 megabytes. So I think it's in terms of SEO, it's getting serious and we're to keep our websites lighter. Lighter, faster. Yeah, awesome. What do we got next? What's next? Meta, Meta unveils new policy to fight fake reviews. So Facebook's been dealing with a lot of fake reviews in the past, you know, like five, 10 years, you know, with fake reviews getting purchased online and they've come up with a new policy it's called a community feedback policy and they're rolling out across to target fake reviews and stuff and this is interesting Moby because you know like even as a consumer on Facebook there is a lot of fake reviews and sometimes we get misled so it's good to see Facebook going towards that direction and Zuckerberg can't win it's always this it's all now they're dealing with fake reviews I know Twitter's dealing with that stuff too so it's not only a facebook issue but um but yeah i guess it's important to know like there's a you can still get a lot of fake reviews i'm not saying you should but be wary of reviews for mm. facebook pages uh because yeah, yeah a lot of them can be fake on groups everything so just beware what you're reading our third story the term audience has been promoted on google so basically this might be confusing moby so just let me try to explain it They've announced the term, they've actually changed the uh, term remarketing and they're replacing it with your data. So for an instance, anything with audience has been changed to segment. So it's not custom audience, it's not in market audience, it's custom segment. They've changed it. Yeah, I mean, like, so what? Like, thanks Google. Like, thanks for just adding more confusion. You're changing remarketing to your data. 
So like, how am I supposed to communicate that to clients now? It's like, oh, we're going to run your data ads. <laughs> like it's almost, it's almost like a nothing burger. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, so any other implications for marketers? What does this, what does this essentially mean? Well, basically on your Google dashboard, things have changed a bit. So if you look at your share audiences, things have been renamed, but audiences have apparently been promoted because everything that was originally an audience is now a segment. And audience contains segments, but they also contain interests, detail, you know, demographics, and you know, so on. So it's it's a bit different, but apparently it's supposed to help us target and you know um, help us with our marketing campaigns. I don't know. I mean, does Google just have too many people on their payroll, and they just got to find stuff to do? Like, is this supposed to be like a privacy thing? We're going to change remarketing to your data. Because the idea of big tech giving a shit about your data is a joke. Mm. Like they don't care. Like and you were sharing some stuff with me before, right? With the whole iOS thing. Yes. Yeah, so in regards to this topic, though, people might be thinking that it's an I because of iOS update and privacy. And just matters. explain that real quick. So the iOS Facebook tracking well, issue. It's funny because everyone forget forgot that Apple has um as during the update, iOS update, right? They never stopped tracking us. Right, they only stop sharing that data, Moby. So Apple is still tracking you, and he knows everything about you, and it's going to use you for their purpose. So everyone forgets about that. Yeah, it's amazing. They don't care. Like it is <laughs> what it is, right? Uh, the next story. This is interesting. And guys, like we don't do this on purpose. Like if you're a regular listener to the show, thank you so much. Please leave a review on iTunes. Please get in touch with us. Ask us questions. That type of thing. Um, but if you are a regular, you're like, man, these guys, all they talk about is TikTok. The thing is, there's always new news about TikTok. Like, I'm, what can I say? So, this new one here is, there is a new report that highlights TikTok's rising value as a promotional options for small, medium businesses. So, Facebook's still number one, according to this research. Because uh, what they did was, it was a study by Hello Alice, and they surveyed over 7,000 small businesses to get more insights about how they're using TikTok. Now, this is really interesting. Most of the businesses that we work with are medium enterprise or, or larger small businesses. So essentially what they're saying, Facebook is still number one, but it's declining in its efficacy. It's declining in how many markets actually see it as effective and businesses are increasingly seeing the effectiveness of TikTok. Um, so maybe, maybe share a couple of stats uh, with us from that study. So apparently 52% of small businesses agree that they can get results through TikTok organically. And also 58% indicated that the platform has positively affected their business, while 78% plan to increase their TikTok marketing investment. So that shows that TikTok ads are working, Moby, but also organically, it's working very well. Yeah. So we say that. It's one thing for us to say that until we're blue in the face. But the data is showing us that almost 60% of people, find, almost 60% of small businesses find that's positively affected their business. And like you say, Almost 80% of them want to increase their expenditure in TikTok. Now, this is the thing, right? If you try to build a page on Instagram today, unless you're a celebrity, you're going to struggle. Mm. But with TikTok, it's 2022. It's still not too late. You can still start from zero and build a huge audience. The, the algorithm rewards creators, right? The algorithm re rewards really good creators. Very similar to the LinkedIn algorithm as well. There are two algorithms in the space that still have a lot of opportunity for brands to jump onto it. So just like 10 years ago when you and I first started probably doing Facebook ads and it was like 10 cents and, you know, three cents. 
you can do that on TikTok right now. Mm. You know, your competitors are only just starting to get into it. And the other thing too, the last thing I'll say about this is everyone, you know, marketers all the time, the problem is trying to get UGC content, mm. right? Like getting your customers or getting that really authentic type of ads. With TikTok, you can almost kind of, not fake UGC, but almost all of TikTok is UGC. Yeah. So it's so easy to literally, and like I said in some old episodes when I went to a LinkedIn shoot where they had TikTokers promoting LinkedIn, a lot of the videos we shot, we had expensive cameras there. A lot of the videos we shot were on our phones. Yeah, right. UGC style. You know what I mean? Like saying, hey, you know, I tried this product and you won't believe the impact it had on. Now, this is going to get stale really, really fast. Mm. This is like a little wave and this wave's going to go too. But you can jump onto it now and take advantage. So that's only for, um, you're talking about paid ads, but what about organically building followers? Is it too late now or can we jump on? No, I'm, I meant that as well. I meant that with organic as well. You can start from today. Like I was on TikTok two years ago and I built an audience. Then I took my foot off the gas regrettably. And now I've come back into it. And I'm noticing like, you know, some posts. The thing is quantity breeds quality. You've got to put content out. The more content you put out, the more market research and data it gives you. So I'll put out 10 posts, they'll do 500 views, 600 views, 1,000. And then I'll put one out and it'll get 300,000, 400,000 views. And this was like like a few days ago or a week ago. So it's not definitely no organically. And and by this data shows, I agree with everything on this data, organically and paid, there's still a lot of opportunity on TikTok. Fantastic. Our last story, LinkedIn announces business manager. So... Business manager, as a lot of you got Facebook uh, marketers know, business manager is such an effective uh, platform where it centralizes everything. And a lot of Facebook, you know, marketers love that stuff. But LinkedIn has announced their new uh, business manager platform. It's to centralize everything, you know, managing multiple ad sets, you know, for large enterprises, agencies, helps agencies out, you know, with um, efficiency. So we can manage people, ad accounts and business pages mm. there's no launch date yet but it's interesting it's getting there it's gonna make us you know a lot more effective and yeah 100 and we'll share that you know as updates sort of come out you know what i really like about this tony i like how they just called the business manager because we know what business manager is on facebook mm. you know google and and uh google and facebook did this thing where one of them called it remarketing and the other one called it retargeting yeah, and you know, so. like they just will come up. One calls it custom audiences. One calls it custom segments. Similar audiences. Similar audiences look on alike Google. Audiences. <laughs> look alike on Facebook. Like, guys, can you stop? Like, we have enough stuff to do with, as marketers. <laughs> can you just bloody keep it simple? So true. So, <laughs> the, the biggest thing for me is like the fact that they kept the name the same. But yeah, like you say, Tony, this will be good for agencies or bigger brands that have multiple accounts like Business Manager. They can manage that. So yeah, awesome. Cool. Thank you. So, uh, Tony is going to, I'm going to say farewell to Tony and he's going to join us next week. Uh, and the reason for that is we are, for our featured buzz, I'm going to introduce Janaco Hardwick, who is from our sales department and head of growth at Red Pandas. Now, just so you guys know, recently, recently Janaco did a sales assessment with Curlin and Associates, right? So, they're one of these you know, sales trainers, uh, one of these places where you can do sales training and like, you know, assessments, that type of thing. And Janaco scored in the top 16% of the thousands of people who have ever done this assessment. Now, uh, I know I said that to embarrass him and I'm probably going to make him more nervous than he is, uh, but he's a man who knows a thing or two about sales. Janaco Hardwick, thanks for joining us today, man. 
Thanks, Moby. Happy to be here, mate. Awesome, awesome. So, um, one thing that people don't know, uh, that they might not know about you, is, uh, you are or like you were a professional athlete. You played for Japan professionally. Well, I played in Japan. Yeah, played in Japan as well, for the Philippines team as well professionally. Uh, like and the stories you tell me, like with the cameras and the the the, the drone training and like just that insane level of training so you've been there you've done that uh, and now you still play semi-pro which is amazing my first question is like so i've they we've heard this started before that there's three fields where salespeople you'll find really good salespeople from uh one is professional sports like yourself the other is military and the third is performing arts but if i could ask you what do you think it is about being a professional athlete that translate well into sales what would you say well i think the biggest thing in particular obviously from a on an athletics side of things, um, as an athlete, you need that persistence, you need that grit. You've got to keep turning up for pre-seasons even when you don't want to. Sometimes we get cold mornings, you don't want to train, but you've got to keep turning up. Similar to that with sales, sales is like an emotional roller coaster. So, you know, some days where, you know, it's, it's, it's very tough, some days where it's quite easy. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you've got that resilience at the end of the day. Um, probably what I'll, what I'll come back down to is probably the three traits that I would look for um, in particular would be like resilience, as I just mentioned, um, I'd also mention that, you know, the persistence, you know, you got to keep there, you got to keep in the fight, you got to keep at it, you got to have a thick skin as well. Um, but in particular, this is probably like a little bit of going away from the athletes, the athletic side of things and more on the sales side of things is what think something that I, I would like to call like a 70-30 rule. So what you do is instead of on a sales call, you're pitching, 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 you're basically, you know, you'll probe a lot of questions, you know, so you're only talking 30% of the time. Most of that's questions. 70% of the time you're listening. Mm. Um, similar to like a doctor, for example, maybe. Like a doctor, they'll, they'll come in, they're not gonna throw all these medicines down your throat. They'll say, oh, tell us about, you know, what, what, what can I do for you today? They open that up, does this, does this, does this hurt? How does this feel? And mm. then from there, they give you the antidote. Sales is no, um, no different to that. I love that, because we actually talk about that, right? Like agitating the pain and then giving, you know, the, the solution. solution. Yeah, 100%. 100%. No, no, I love that. I really like that. So speaking of traits, um, so obviously you mentioned resilience. Uh, what else? Was there anything else you, you think that, you know, if you were hiring someone as a salesperson in the Red Pandas team, like what other traits would you look for? Other, they're the ones in particular, to be honest. Um, you know, because other things can be trained, essentially. Other like things can be trained, 100%. Um, I started this role without any training on the industry, but you know, I literally just started just with those three things, to be honest. Um, yeah. So it's, it's important. Everything else you can, you, can, you can train, 100%. So speaking of that, so obviously you came into Red Pandas knowing nothing about digital marketing, right? <laughs> it's not like you know, you're hired because you're a digital marketing expert. I think you used to, well, I know you used to sell labor hire. Mm. It's a different industry. So... From someone who knew nothing about digital marketing to now someone who's actually closing deals in the industry, how do you do that? Like, how do you go from knowing nothing to then being able to sell, especially to an audience who probably knows a lot more about it than you do? Yeah. So, I guess to start off with, we're to start like right from the beginning, right? So, in the beginning, obviously, I was uh, doing sales for a labor hire company. Um, coming into this sort of space was just completely like, it's completely left field for myself. Yeah, it's pretty um, But in saying that, we just had to start from the basics. So at Red Pandas, we just had a bit of a, our, our platform was to get, for myself to get used to the calls, you know, get used to certain different industries, um, certain So step one points. wasn't even closing itself, just get used to calls. Just get, just just, used, to just get, used, to, get used to calls. And that's um, the KPI, right? That yeah. was the first probably six weeks, I'd say. And then from there, it was getting used to booking meetings, just getting one, getting two, getting three. 
um, and then from there, booking meetings, um, and then booking meetings with qualified industries. Yeah, yeah. Qualified industries. Which is different to the thing you just said, because I remember, because you're taking me back now. I remember at that time, we were like, look, Janeka, I didn't care if you book a meeting with the corner store dude. Yeah. <laughs> just book a meeting. Like, who cares? Like, mm. it doesn't. And I, so I think from uh, from what you're saying, like, you've got to break it down into milestones. So get used to the calls. Just get used to booking connects and then and sorry you you're gonna say the next step is and the next step is um they, they can dive a bit deeper into the industries as, as you know what the pain points are um that's particularly what what would help help me myself in my role obviously jumping into the sales meetings and um hearing an expert like yourself how you guys how you run those meetings as well these discovery meetings and, and, and land those sales um we're going to pick up a few things here too that i can use in my calls as well yeah, hundred percent. So I think the takeaway there is just break it down into milestones. Spend, mm. and I think you're right. I think it was probably about, I think it was like six weeks or six to eight weeks before you even did a call. It was just getting used to the top level, like you said before. What are the pain points, mm. and then what do they give a damn about? Exactly. So getting used to that. How do you qualify them? Yeah, mm. and then I think I think one thing actually in the start, to be fair, we didn't do a lot of, and we're doing a lot more now at Red Pandas is understanding the power of role-playing, right? Mm. Like the Americans, the Americans do this really, with, like obviously our American partners. It's gospel. Yeah, they're just so good at role-playing. So I think that's probably one thing we could have done. But then like you say, get used to the connects or you get used to the calls and the, the rejections. Then you get used to connecting with anyone and then get used to qualifying. Like, yeah, I love it. And then from there, you're right. Only then did you actually have sales targets. Mm. Yeah, which is yeah, amazing. Um, A call so cold calling is one of those things that has been dead for like the last 10 years right but and i know obviously it's a big part of your role so i'm just going to ask you a softball question janaka is cold calling dead well i'd definitely say cold calling isn't dead but in saying that if you cold call with a wrong structure the wrong strategy then you're just going to run into a thousand brick walls and it'll be very tough i think um you know you've got to understand what your target who your target audience is all right you got to understand and understand their pain points understand that you can help them um, and then you can go through at least that way there you know a bit about your, the clients that you're after the industries you're after you know the your, you know your targets um, that's the that's the main point calling just completely calling just uh, throwing Hail Marys is simply that just Hail Marys but you've got to know your targets and you got to go you got to go up you got to pretty much know that you can you can help them and then go straight after them yeah absolutely it's kind of like and it's funny too coming from us, right? We're an inbound marketing agency and that type of thing. So it's weird for people to hear that from us. But you're right. Like how else do you grow? Like obviously, and we say this all the time, cold calling. So, you know, I guess, you know, you know, to clarify, like what Janaka is essentially, you know, saying that just on its own, it's not great either, mm. right? Like we're not saying, we're not sitting here saying just do cold calling or just do marketing especially in the services industry where it's a B2B or you need to speak to people, you need both. Mm. So if you're just cold calling without any, like you say, without no strategy, without no structure, and you don't have marketing, you're wasting your freaking time. It's very inefficient. But if you do marketing without sales, then how do you build that demand? Like how do you actually get new audiences and stuff? So mm. yeah, we, we always say one plus one equals three. I was just about to say that. That's exactly um, the motto. One plus one does equal three in this game yeah and i if i can give an example like on the uh webinar side of things right so the, a good example would be we do a lot of webinars at repentance mm. and a lot of your role is like to get people to those webin webinars and I remember yesterday like i didn't have this on our i was notes. just about to mention that yeah, yeah like yeah so explain yeah. what happened yesterday this is a good example of sales and marketing yeah 100 percent. so going through my list um i'll go back through the rounds of the cold calling um 
call this one education provider, this RTO. Um, they've tuned into one of our webinars at the end of last year. There was one particularly around HubSpot. Um, opened up the call. Yeah, yep. They knew our brand name. Um, I had one conversation with her last year. I think originally was to invite her yeah, to the like webinar. Seven, eight months ago. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And then um, just touched base with us. All of a sudden, end of financial year. Great timing. Hey, one, we use HubSpot, and we're 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 in the market for an agency at the minute. Um, and then boom, we landed that meeting. That meeting yesterday, and I was I was telling you, Moby, like I didn't. We think, didn't know what to expect. Oh yeah. well, to be honest, I was like, like no, look, you know, this is a lo- this is a low ball, but we'll see we'll see what happens. Book this meeting, see what happens. Then all of a sudden, bang, they want a proposal, and there'll probably be a close very soon. Yeah, by next week. So. I, I remember we got off that because like we had jumped on that call. We didn't even really. Pre- you obviously mm. had some notes, and we're like, all right, let's just see how it goes. No idea. Yeah. And we got off that and like, yep, drop the price. It's like, yeah, no worries. That sounds really good. Um, or like she's going away for a week and, or one of her colleagues is, she's like, oh, no, no, I still want to meet next week and give me a proposal. And we're like, wow, it was so easy. Yeah. But it was, but it wasn't. But that's sales and marketing working together. She went to a webinar and when she jumped on, she knew you. So it mm. wasn't cold. Mm. It was like lukewarm. Exactly. And as she mentioned on that call, maybe she mentioned, no, I know you guys. You guys are big in the HubSpot industry. You know, you guys are diamond partners. You guys experts in our education space we know this we hear we hear in the industry that you guys are the go-to's so um she said you know we saw the webinar it was in the back of back of our head and then boom by the time i got got around to it to give them a call it was just the perfect timing yeah just and, like and, that and she didn't call you you called them and we, we'll talk a little bit about how the role of tech will come back to that because that definitely helps right mm. the role of tech in knowing when to call someone right yeah. but we'll get back to that but so one of one of the things that makes you really good at your role, Janeko, is you're pretty crafty at getting through gatekeepers. So you know we're gonna you know like and guys, if you're listening, like you're getting some gems here, right? We don't give this stuff away to anyone. I don't think we've ever publicly spoken about this, but we're gonna give one little gem away. So Janeko, share how you get through gatekeepers, right? To get to the the key contact, you know, share a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, obviously, most sales reps will run into a situation where you're calling the head office, right? You don't have the CEO's mobile number. You want to get to the CEO, right? He's the he's the key decision maker you want. But you only got the you only got the gatekeeper, receptionist. Bang! First thing they first thing they tell you is like, okay, cool. He's in a meeting. Uh, give you an admin email address, some information through. I'll pass it on to him. It's a dead end. Okay. So what I've found is that you can actually reach out to other members um, who don't normally take calls. So um, they don't have barriers up. They don't have barriers, no, and they're not trained to, uh, you know, reject you. So if you know that receptionist always has calls of people wanting the CEO from everybody, they want the sales manager, they want the marketing manager. Well, don't go for them. Go for somebody else. LinkedIn. You can see who else is in is in that company. Reach out for that person. It might be a copywriter. Might be someone an account manager. You get through to them. They'll be like, oh, okay. No worries. Boom pass you straight through, then from there, you can get the key contacts. I've been able to get mobile numbers of CEOs just by simply doing that. Um, yeah, so that's one of those. That's one of those. Yeah, I like that. That's, like uh, that. that's one, of those, one of those that we kind of, uh, even before this podcast, thinking, oh, should we yeah, mention yeah, this Jake or not? Like, oh, I don't know. But the thing <laughs> yeah. is, it's kind of like the content marketing, right? We talk about it. It's yeah. like Gary V strategy. Gary V actually says, he's like, if you just follow my content, you don't even have to buy my book, but people will still buy my book. Exactly. But they exactly only buy right. his book because he puts out the content. Mm. But yeah, going back to your thing, it's it just works. It's like, because mm. they're not used to being guarded. 
right? Like you call an assistant. Hey, look, I'm trying to reach this person. He's not around. Yeah, I love that. All right. So there's a little <laughs> cheeky trick there. Uh, so I spoke about the te tech. Uh, so in the example you mentioned earlier, there was something that obviously pinged you because we're humans. We can't remember the hundreds of people we talk to. There's something that pinged you to, hey, this on your list. It's been six months, whatever. Give them a call. I guess what I'm getting at is technology. Mm. So in your last role, I remember I remember when you told me this when I, when I first met you you know, like you guys use spreadsheets. I was like, really? Like, mm. like how? So obviously you went from a company and a lot of our prospects still use spreadsheets yep. that where you use spreadsheets and now you use a CRM. Specifically, you use HubSpot. Mm. So the question is, how has a CRM helped you in your role as a salesperson? Exactly. Um, obviously coming back from calling from Excel spreadsheets, you're shooting in the dark. You know, you might have a, you got the name, you got the number, you got the email address, but you don't know, you know, if you send an email, you don't know if they're opening it. If, call, if you're calling them, you're completely shooting in the dark. You don't mm. know their activity. Um, going back to what you're talking about with HubSpot in particular, for my role, um, you know, it, it's just a completely, it's just a complete one-stop shop. You know, not just for sales and marketing, but for my role in particular. If I call somebody, I can record that phone call. You know, we can go back. It goes back to a contact record. We can re-listen to those calls and say, oh, okay, what were those nuggets, right? Before we go into a sales meeting. Um, Basically, what I, you have all the reporting. You can see how many calls I, I make in a day, Moby. Um, see how many emails I send out. Not just and not just that in particular, but when you send a sales email, if I got links to a video and stuff like that, it'll actually ping me when they've opened that email, and it'll ping my mobile when they've opened a few links. You might have a prospect, and this happens every single day. You might have a prospect that I might send an email to three months ago, and then the next thing they open up, they want to look at a few links. Um, I always have links of our clients, you know, we work with A, B, C, D and I have links and sometimes those the ones are opened. Um, so when, when, when they are, then I'm straight on the phone, I get onto them. Um, then before you know it, we've got a meeting because they're pretty warm and not just that, but HubSpot tracks IP addresses as well. So you can also see um, if they've looked at your website, looked at a few videos, what jumped pages? on a few pages, stuff like that. Um, if we're running webinars, um, we can see who tuned into that webinar. Who and how long with the Zoom integration? How long they were actually watching that video for, and how long they chimed out? So, uh, great. Considering that, what I just said to an Excel spreadsheet, massive difference, Moby. So you know what I've noticed? Like when you think about it, content and sales are very similar. Like mm. with content, I'll put out a bunch of stuff, or Red Pandas will put out a bunch of stuff, and one of them will pop, and you never know which one. Mm. Same thing with yourself. Like when you're speaking to people, you're speaking to a bunch of people per day. They may not be ready right then and there, but mm. the fact that you have a HubSpot, just just the one feature of them telling you when they open it and they might need you later. Oh, like there was a dude I was speaking to or Red Pandas or Janaco, and um, let me just look them up in my, my you know, Outlook. That, that, that stuff is powerful, man. Yeah. I, yeah, 100%. Um, okay, uh, more of a kind of basic deep kind of question is, you know, at the most basic level of sales, how do you really do, deal with rejection, man? I know you, we started, we're kind of coming full circle. You started with resilience. How do you deal with rejection? Well, and it goes back to what I said at the beginning, you know, that resilience and the persistence, right? You deal with, with rejections. You kind of anticipate rejection, you know what I mean? You shouldn't be in the role if you get cut, cut about it. But it's amazing because we were just in a meeting uh, this morning, maybe with um, Derek, right? Um, with his our sales trainer, with, yeah. with, with his yeah, our sales trainer, and he was just saying um, he mentioned like you know, in terms of like the resilience, um, you know, you'd be surprised how many people when they get rejected or when they get when they get blown off on a on a on a call that they'll just be they'll be cut for a, for a week, you know what I mean? Which is oh, 
He actually said a week, did he? Yeah, yeah. Some some of them, some sales reps in the world are, are a week, which I think you know it's a bit soft. But I think I think essentially, <laughs> I love got, it. You yeah. just got to harden up. Like I reckon, there's, you just got to harden up, and not just that. But okay, here's a case in point. For example, all right. Now I can say this because they're a client of ours now. Originally, there was a printing company, right? Um, I was just there calling the head office, doing the rounds as per usual, and um, one of their BDMs actually like got onto me and was just like, "Hey, man, like you." You've called us last week. You sent an email through, like, bro, like, just give up, man. Like, we're not going to do business with you. You literally told me f off, and I'm pretty sure it's recorded here too. So I was like, all right, yeah, mad. But in my head, I was like, bro, you're the sales dude. Like, you know, what I mean, I'm looking after the marketing guy. First time I got in touch with the marketing manager, um, it was literally like a few weeks later. He was like, yeah, man, let's book a meeting. Like, we've got A, B, C, D that needs to be, needs to get done. Let's do it. Um, it didn't fall through at that point in time. Six months later, though, they they were I think they're what six and a half grand retainer now with us, and they're one of our one of our top clients at the minute. But yeah, just a bit of a bit of a bit of a you know when you, when you and we talk about reje rejections, for example, um, if I didn't have that experience, perhaps I probably would have given up on that lead. For example. That is such a good metaphor and case study for everything you just said. Because yeah. like that guy literally told you to F off, mate, yeah. get the message. You're not, we're not interested. Uh. And if you're just like, oh, I'll move on. But you're like, no, like we get paid for, we say we get paid for yeses and nos. But what you did there, you're like, no, I'm not getting paid for a no from the sales guy. Yeah. You're a sales guy. Yeah, 100%. You're like me. You're used to like, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm going to speak to the marketing guy. I, I yeah. love that. And yeah, it's one of one of our you know best clients right now. So that's a great example. Mm. Um, look, final question. You know, thanks, Janeka. This has been supremely helpful. It's a good reminder for me, the power of sales. And I'm sure for our listeners, um, you know, like any professional, right? Even like the top athletes, even the mm. top one percenters, right? They still get training, right? Like that, they still get training. You spoke about, you know, our, our sales trainer earlier. So my question to you is, as a sales professional, how do you stay fresh? How do you stay uh, current and relevant? How, how do you train yourself? To be honest, and this is probably um, a smack in the face of myself, I definitely recommend read more books. You know, what I mean, as as Bob mentioned from Impact, you know, I mean, just got to read more books. If he was to go back in time ten years, read more books. So that's something that I'll, I'll be a part of as well. Um, certain books um, that I do I, I do look into is Grant Cardone. Um, you know, there's another guy Brad Lee that I, I look into as well. Um, also, The Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> um, Jordan Belfort. That's another one that I recommend as well. Um, yeah, definitely read more books. Um, follow the sales gurus. You know, they're 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 the top they're the top dogs for a reason. And when they jumped on podcasts and they're putting content out, just listen to them. Listen to them because they're the ones who have been there. They've done the craft. Um, they give you the nuggets. So definitely for any salespeople out there who would, you know, I definitely recommend read definitely, and follow these sales gurus 100%. And yeah, everything, as long as you've got those um, character, characteristic traits we just mentioned earlier, the course will find itself. Mm. Awesome. Love that, Janeko. Uh, guys, if you want to speak, if you want to buy some digital marketing from Janko, give him a call. Yeah. If you want some sales strategies and some ideas yeah. on how we do stuff. Do you want my number as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Careful. Like <laughs> we're talking professionally here too, by the way. He's oh. taken ladies, you know. Oh, yeah. And by the way, if you want to see someone who's markedly more good looking than me, check out redpandas.com.au forward slash EP118 and you can see Janko. I uh, remember when he started, a few of the, the team members checked him out on Instagram. He had some... Had some footage there, but we won't go into that. I'm getting looks from other people in the team. Oh. Uh, but guys, thank you so much. Uh, we'll join you again next week for another episode of Inbound Buzz.
Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.